Wow, this week is just wow. So the astrology of this week is highly anticipated. This is something that astrologers have been looking at, analyzing, and trying to figure out as it's one of the most intense days of 2022. And this week contains that day. Now, we start the week with a beautiful Sun-Jupiter trine, and that actually occurred on July the 31st at 3.36 p.m. But then on Moon Monday, August 1st, we have the first conjunction to the North Node from Mars, and that's at 10.55 a.m. And then we have a second Mars conjunction to Uranus at 4.53 p.m. I actually made a video in regard to this, so I'm not going to talk too much about this transit. I really do um, advise you to go and check out that video because it was long and very thorough and I covered a lot of aspects and also a cycle that I identified with Mars and the North Node and Uranus and also Saturn. But I will mention some of this because there's so, so much deeper insight within the week. Then from there on August 2nd, we have a Venus sextile Uranus and that's at 5.25 a.m. And then Venus and sextiles Mars at 7 p.m. that same day. Remember, Mars and Uranus are really close to each other at this point because they just made a conjunction. Now, Venus is a big player this week. So is the moon. So I'll get into the astrology when I go into details about this week. August 3rd, we have Mercury entering Virgo, which is a sign that Mercury rules. And this is at 11.58 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And on August 7th, Venus trines Neptune at 9.43 a.m. And Mars makes a square with Saturn at 12.53 p.m. Now, all these times were for Pacific Standard Time. Please adjust for your time zone. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Comment below. And if you're catching this on any other platforms, your support is greatly appreciated. So go ahead and give me five stars on the podcast or follow me on Instagram. And make sure you hit that bell so you'll get notified whenever I post about anything throughout the week as I'm always putting up astrology and spiritual development content. So let's get to the week. Now we start the week with Jupiter making a trine to the sun. This is a very lucky day as it's an auspicious aspect for the Jupiter sun cycle. Now in astrology, we have a lot of cycles and that's something that I teach within my course, Astrology 101, Astrology 201, and Astrology 301. I go deeper into the cycles and how the cycles can relate to not just your natal astrology, but also transits and synastry, etc. And one of the big deals about cycles is that we 
end things. Similar to the sun and moon cycle, they're the ones that are the OGs in creating these cycles as we have new moons and full moons. And there's also other phases in between. That is the same concept that the planets have as they all create their own cycles. So they're all dancing with each other. And depending on the cycle and the phase, they create certain aspects and some of, them, some of the aspects are applying, some of them are separating. So they're going to have slight differences in their meaning and signification depending on the cycle. Now, the Sun-Jupiter cycle is always depicted on where this Jupiter falls for the year. And as you know, some of this year, Jupiter was in the sign of Pisces and then it went into Aries. So we end up having the Sun trine in a fire sign. So the Sun currently is in Leo and we have Jupiter in Aries and Jupiter just stationed retrograde recently so during this time this aspect can bring a lot of inspiration a lot of positive energy which is the right thing that we need to start off the week because we are having a very intense conjunction between mars uranus the north node the following day so it's better to get our mindset in the right place so if anything happens where we have to work extra hard or you know we have to kind of take the mars pers persona because that's what ends up happening mars likes to go out and conquer he's determined he's not afraid of a good fight <laughs> or a good push through or a good workout he just wants to go out and really show his strength and the ability to conquer things, to overcome things, to triumph. That's really what the archetype is. And Mars is a big deal because Mars is actually in control of Jupiter this time around since Jupiter is visiting Mars's land, which is Aries. So Mars is playing a big deal in regard to the sun trying Jupiter aspect that just formed because right now the sun programmed Jupiter through the Mars archetype of Aries to follow through with inspiration, follow through with new endeavors, take chances, be daring, think later, act now. So that's really what this aspect is talking about this aspect is representing that we have to have a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of courage to continue on and it's going to feel very beautiful very um driven very exciting so it's a beautiful aspect to start off the week since we're having this like lucky sandwich <laughs> and i'll explain that uh, later we start with a lucky aspect and we have some tough ones in between and we kind of wedge it between another lucky aspect at the end of the week so on august 1st that's when we have that mars and uranus and north node conjunction now mars right now is ruling jupiter like i mentioned but the ruler of mars right now is currently venus in the sign of cancer this means the moon is the one calling the shots. The moon is going to be changing signs between Virgo all the way to Sagittarius this week. So the mood is going to be from 
mutable to mutable and we're going to experience different shades of this moon different expressions so while the moon is in virgo it's more practical it's more um grounded it wants to serve it wants to like fine-tune things it wants to get to the bottom of the problem figure out how to execute more efficiently and more practically and do things perfect do things the right way so that is the archetype of the moon and that's going to be the first couple of days and then from there later on during the week the moon moves into libra now the moon has been having a little bit of a tough time in the sign of libra the later degrees the third deacon because it actually forms a square to pluto in uh, capricorn but the early part of libra the moon is going to form an opposition to uh, jupiter which is not bad this is actually something that just kind of can expand things and make us go a little bit more overboard but whenever the moon has any exact aspect with jupiter it's not really necessarily a bad thing because jupiter is friend to the moon jupiter is exalted in the moon sign so it's quite generous and whenever the moon is in the sign of venus it's actually in mutual reception because we have venus in cancer and venus rules libra and venus is visiting the moon sign which is cancer so they actually help each other out throughout that transit that the moon has in libra even though there are some tougher aspects the opposition to chiron and things like that and then we get into the scorpio archetype which now at this point the moon is being influenced by mars and mars of course being one of the big players in the conjunction the taurus conjunction and also mars ruling the south node here the moon is going to cross and conjunct the south node during this transit so it's asking us to really think of something that we've been doing for a very very long time that feels extremely comfortable but there's something like like a hunch like in the bottom or the pit of your stomach you know you have to change you know this process isn't working or you know the way you're handling this situation is no longer working or you know the friendship with this person is no longer working or whatever the situation is that you've been thinking of the work that you're doing the job that you're at the place that you live in whatever that might be individualized to you you know something within your body something within your senses because Scorpio rules the actual touch to the skin that feeling of like things being on you that soft touch but also like goosebumps and uh, sensations within the body that warn us there's trouble or warn us that we might have to be cautious or signal excitement vice versa right Scorpio is not necessarily just bad or deep things it could also be very sensual things that excite us and make us feel more passionate and connected to a person in a more intimate fashion but still with excitement so when the moon is transiting the sign of scorpio it's asking us to move away from our comfort zone a little and really 
navigate from this point on through different lenses. Look at things that need fine-tuning. And through this fine-tuning, we will find that the answers are there. We will find that we were able to get out of a rut or get out out of a not pleasant situation, a very unpleasant situation, or end cycles that we already completed and there's no need to continue to revisit. And that is the energy of the moon while it's in Scorpio. At the end of the week, the moon enters the sign of Sagittarius and the moon in Sagittarius is excited because you freed yourself from something while she was transiting Scorpio. In Sagittarius, she gets this huge, big vision where she knows that there's something out there. She's curious for life. She feels adventurous and fired up and willing to open up to new information, new things, new adventures, new people, new cultures and even welcome teachers or fellow students it's a finding your tribe type of energy because you end up finding people that are more like-minded and that stimulate your perspective so you can form your own perspective so it's from mutable virgo to mutable sagittarius that the moon has its fluctuations this week and that's very important because venus is in cancer so the moon is controlling Venus and Venus is controlling the Mars and North Node and Uranus conjunction. So this is why the moon is a big player. We cannot ignore what the moon is doing. We have to follow everything that the moon is doing because she's like the secret person in charge. It's like the king and the queen. And we know that the king is the one in the throne saying, we're going to do this and we're going to deliver that for the kingdom. But like the saying goes, behind every great king, there's an even greater queen, right? So she's playing that card right now. She's under. And the moon is also connected to a lot of ancestral patterns or lineage our ancestry in general, but the things that comfort us, the things that drive our emotions and how we express our emotions, how we connect to others and feel if a security net or a way of receiving nurturing and love, but this is more like familial love, more caring, not necessarily really passionate, right? These, This is the way the moon connects. It's a love that is unconditional but very supporting and nurturing and caring and protective because that is the energy of cancer so right now the moon is really working on subconscious things on patterns regarding our ancestry on patterns regarding our lineage on the plate like maybe even home um, issues like where you live or your homeland there's a connection to that there's a connection to come home really this energy is all about coming back to home and your body is also home that is your sacred space so it's also about really tuning in and caring about yourself really checking in with yourself when's the last time that you paused 
and you asked yourself how you really felt. I know that this is something that gets looked down upon like, oh, you're talking to yourself. You must be crazy. No, (laughs) this is actually healthy. This is healthy, especially if you're doing this in the comfort of your own home and you just sit there in meditation, calm your body down and you don't even have to say this stuff out loud. You can say it in your head and you can really tune into your body and ask your body, how do you feel? What is it that I can do to make you feel better or even thank your body if you get those beautiful messages like, I feel safe, I feel beautiful, I feel happy, I feel connected. And you can thank your body for, for feeling this way. But if your body starts responding to you with either body signals like feelings in the pit of your stomach or you suddenly get a headache or an upset stomach or a backache, that is your body telling you that it doesn't feel well. Now, there is a practice where we could look at certain places in the body and I combine this with astrology. Um, but it's also part of energetics and we can see what is connected to either the father line or the mother line. So depending on where this pain is branching from, we can see where you're being affected more. I am finishing the final editing on a course that I did regarding signals in the body and also using your natal chart that is going to be released next year early next year so if you're interested in learning about the body and astrology connection to get more insight on how to pinpoint karmic pain or stored memories within the body then head over to my website sign up for my newsletter because i will inform everyone that is on my newsletter when this gets released i also post this on all my social media platforms so you can follow me there and that is also going to inform you when i release this course but going back to this aspect um, in regard to us checking in you can also do some journaling it's great to work with water this week actually since the moon is so moody <laughs> right we're gonna have a lot of mutable and changeable energy and then it does have a point in time where it transits through the ring of fire this is a via combusta and this belt of this uh, degree belt starts between 15 to 15 15 of libra to 15 of scorpio and this is a tougher transit this is why the moon square pluto during this time because pluto's at later degrees of capricorn is pretty volatile because it transits through that via combusta where the moon acts very radical And making a square to Pluto doesn't help the moon much during that transit. So this is great to utilize for releasing things. Now, the reason I like to cover this, because I'll be honest with you, when the moon is transiting Libra, I don't always feel this big intensity. 
but if you start feeling a little bit more wacky with your emotions or more emotional um in regard to your responses then now you know why because the moon is fluctuating and trying to adjust itself during that transit now let's move on to the next player this week which is venus remember venus is in charge of mars uranus north node right now and venus is in cancer so we talked about venus's handler which is the moon right but now let's talk about venus and cancer and what venus is bringing up opportunities to work through or work on because during this time when venus is in cancer and venus takes on different moods as the moon is moving to different signs and being influenced by a different role or a different expression venus is also shaping her values and these are always going to be values tied into the energy of cancer in that cancer house with a little dose a little flavoring a little coloring of the other archetypes as the moon is transiting Yes, this is why transits to Cancer tend to be very deep because the moon is the ruler of Cancer and the moon is the planet that moves the fastest. And we remember we consider the sun and the moon planet in astrology just for sake of saying this easy, <laughs> easier. Um, but we know the moon's a satellite. <laughs> but because the moon is moving so fast, it's changing in expression. So planets in the sign of Cancer are going to have to keep up with that. And Venus is talking about really changing our value system. But changing our value system, not because society is asking us to change our value system. This is because you know that you need to change. It's more tied in with the emotional feeling and some sometimes this is like subconscious. I've actually been getting a lot of downloads and information in my meditations and they've been tied in with my emotional center and also the connection to my family. I watched a awesome show on Netflix called Another Self and I actually wasn't expecting to um get to watch a show on family constellation i'm actually a family constellation practitioner i completed a course ran by mark woolen he's the author of the book it didn't start with you and this practice is crazy amazing i was able to tap into family traumas and provide healing which then healed myself so i really recommend watching this show you'll get a better perspective on what family constellations are all about and this is something that i watched just today i actually binged on this show i mean surprise right <laughs> who doesn't binge <laughs> so i binged on this show and it just really made me connect again lovingly to my ancestors because there is a lot of things that happen within my family that also called tr caused tremendous pain and caused um breaking of bonds and breaking of nurturing and when we do this type of work when we go back and we send love and accept not necessarily forgive the person but accept the person for what it is we truly start forming very healthy, deep roots. And this is what Venus and Cancer is all about. It's about loving 
your roots, loving your foundation, even if it wasn't the greatest. So Venus is changing and rewiring things around our value system and how we're also valuing ourselves, the people that we love, that's being changed, how we're expressing love to them. And it can be that we outgrow relationships during this time, or it can be that it's time to mature and let a lot of things go that are preventing us from feeling true love within our relationships and life. Now, Venus also has another side to her, which is the way that we attract and spend money. So Venus in Cancer is focusing on security. It's focusing on money that is going to put food on the table. It's focusing on money that's going to be for um, things of that provide comfort within the home. So it's very centered on property, your, your actual like either real estate property or your rental property. It doesn't matter. It's the place where you actually call home, your sacred space. So right now there's a lot of movement and developments around that. I know that I have a couple of friends that are putting their house on the market during this time because they are feeling that this is the opportunity to move somewhere else, somewhere where they really want to go. So they're finding a new secure base, a new place to call home. And they're really focused on expanding and changing and letting go of certain places that feel outgrown to them and that's another place where we find security i was actually having this conversation with my brother which is amazing maybe one day i'll have him on the podcast because his insight is just out there he's an aquarius he's a leo rising with a moon in cancer so his perspective is like very genius <laughs> and i love having these conversations with him because we were talking about how the human species evolved and one of them being was centering on security of a place that you call home and the conversation came about because we were talking about the weather and how you know global warming and all these things are happening and then i said but really think about it in most cultures history we speak of droughts my culture is mexican and even in um the indigenous cultures it's documented through you know with the information that's left because a lot of their documents and history was destroyed but what's left they document drought and even in native american culture they also have periods where they were making sure they did certain rituals to make sure the the water will come right make sure that the gods listened and rain will be able to provide for their crops however when this wouldn't happen man had to move humans had to move we had to leave what we considered to be a secure base a our, our sacred space and this is not something easy to do for some people some people can easily detach and you know get rid of all their items and they're like i'll start over but a lot of people do have trauma around staying in a place that is put staying in a place that 
they know is familiar, like knowing the route exactly to their home. And what they do is go, you know, from home straight to work, straight to the places that they visit, like the grocery store, stores, etc., and then come back home. And one of one of those people is our mom. Our mom is very ritualistic this way. She provided a very secure base for us after some tumultuous tumultuous years with you know my father but after that when she became a single mother she did provide us with something that we felt secure but even her she is stating like i'm not gonna leave this place this is this is it this is where i spend the end of my days and you know she still has a lot of years to live but yeah it's very interesting when we have these conversations and it was with my family the energy of cancer talking about venus things and how sometimes it is hard to leave the place that you grew up or the place that you um spend your early childhood but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing if you stick around but there are some people that feel hey you know what i feel stuck I feel like my wings are clipped here and they don't do nothing about it. This is the time that you can. Uranus in the sign of Taurus with Mars and the North Node is going to push you to a new evolutionary step. This is carving opportunities for us to establish a new value system that will shape our future forever. The ripple effects of this transit they're pretty much immeasurable we really don't know remember anything with uranus is unpredictable it could be for the good it could be for the not so good but transformation revolution breaking through that is it's there it's there and it, that is not something that uranus will be shy in giving you so if you want to break through scenario scenarios where you feel that you're current situation the place that you've been in for many many years is no longer serving you to the highest good this is the time to act on that so tap into that energy of venus and cancer and then from there lead your mars uranus north node transit to take the steps you'll see that people around you will be like whoa this is a whole new person what is happening here but it's all for your benefit this is when you can care less of what anyone thinks or any judgment from from others because this is a time that you can truly express your values what you want what you love and what you feel you're meant for now the other theme of venus and cancer is also regarding how we enjoy luxuries now venus and cancer doesn't necessarily um have a very super luxurious streak to her she's more centered on home natives with uh, a venus and cancer they usually like to beautify their homes um they also like to you know dress up and be very beautiful but they have a mom type of energy to them they're very nurturing and caring even if they're not mothers they tend to mother their friends or be the the um the friend that always goes and helps and make sure that their friends are okay and they're kind of overprotective over their friends if they get hurt too so it's a lot of that mothering energy 
right? So when Venus is in Cancer, when it talks about our luxuries, we're a little bit more simplistic. We're not as ex extra or extravagant, right? We tend to kind of measure how we're spending our money and we can still spend money on quality food but really venus is more interested in learning those family recipes and spending time cooking things that are really nurturing the body so the focus on the lux luxuries change and maybe this could be periodic or like for a period of time it might not be permanent but you'll still see a shift and I know within my family structure, I saw that too, like craving. I was actually craving one of my mom's peasant dishes. <laughs> That's what it, what it was. She would make this when she didn't have enough money to buy meat. So she would make us this potato soup. And I absolutely love this soup. It's super simple to make. It just, you know, you get water, you put some salt in it, and then you chop like celery and carrot and potato and then you drop oregano in it and you also saute onions and um, tomato and you put it all together and boil it very simple right but it is so extremely delicious she would also make us to be fancy sometimes tortilla chips like she'll fry tortillas and then like we'll crumble them inside of the the soup and it was like amazing and i was craving this today that i was like mom is this the recipe so connecting to your roots in a different way and i created my little pre-planned menu for the week on what i'm gonna cook so it really did shift my perspective on trying to eat out and um also focusing more on home things the other thing that venus works on during this time is topics around women and the feminine energy we also had lilith in the sign of cancer she's gonna get closer to her end uh transit in cancer uh during this week at the end she's like the later degrees the 20 i think 26 degrees i didn't check for that the chart might have it there um but in regard to feminine energy this is energy of receiving so even if you're not a female or you don't identify as a female everyone has masculine and feminine feminine energy within them so this theme around being able to receive and this could be an actual physical gift it can actually be someone helping you out or it can be messages from the universe aligning things but remember we have to take action because we're not going to receive without taking action this mars uranus north node conjunction is carving opportunities for us to establish a new value system that will shape our future remember the ripple effect is unmeasurable we don't know what this aspect is going to bring for certain but we know it is for the best of our evolution. Now, there are three cycles completing and starting during this conjunction. And this is another reason why it's a big deal. Because the Mars-Uranus uh, conjunction happens about every two years or so. Two years, a few months. The Mars-North Node conjunction is similar. About every two years, it conjuncts and starts a new cycle. The Uranus-North Node conjunction is about every 18 years. And then we have the Uranus return to the same degree, which is approximately 80 years. So as you can see, because there's 
cycles ending and a new cycle beginning. The Mars Uranus cycle will have this signature for two years. Mars North Node would be another two years. And then Uranus is 18 years. So the Uranus North Node cycle is going to ripple really big for 18 years. This is a big, big seed right here. We're planting a big idea, a big thing, a big step. It's a big evolution. And this could just be a seed that gets planted to expand your mind and get more curious in learning astrology and learning spiritual development and, you know, being more mindful or bringing in intuition or meditation into your life. So whatever you decide to do during this time, it's going to be a big change in your conscious awakening. And you're going to see that it's going to benefit for a long term and the changes that you make are going to going to be positive for you to also impact the life of others like your loved ones because when our loved ones see that we change our perspective for the better even if they tend to be still stuck in other old patterns they tend to also start it's a contagious so they tend to also start establishing some of these new ideas or new ways of thinking because they see us developing and having better outcomes in our life and just being way more positive even during times where we have to put our combat gear on and face situations that are not the greatest not the most uplifting they see that we have a different perspective and they also start seeing things differently and that doesn't mean that everyone's going to be the same but you'll see that the people that are meant to be around you will make those little changes and i know with me like i have friends that are not really really good friends from childhood that are not into astrology but they still check on like oh okay you know crystal what's happening they they check in with me and they are open to at least get my perspective but not necessarily into astrology like me <laughs> now um the other thing that venus is doing this week because venus again remember she's the she's the one that is relaying the message from the handler the moon she is going to be in communication with Uranus and Mars and the North Node on August the 2nd when she makes that sextile. Now, anytime Venus sextiles Uranus, our mind and the ideas are on overload. This actually really charges our energetic body. So the auras, there's changes that we can do. There's This is a great day to actually cleanse your aura. So do a meditation that's cleansing the auras. Or if you have a spray that cleanses your energy, I would do that. I would actually spray myself with a protection spray and then also a sensuality spray. I make a Venus love potion. So I usually prepare it with electional astrology when Venus is in dignity. And the purpose of this spray is to really embody the essence of love and unconditional love. So you want to also spray yourself with something like that or maybe burn some essence connected to this. So like that, you can also embody the energy of Venus. And this is not just because Venus sextiles Uranus. This is because Venus sextiles Mars. So Venus sex Mars. <laughs> this is her partner this is her cosmic lover so this is also a love cycle right here that we're experiencing so we 
activated venus uranus which is quirky which is also centered on love but much more weird and unpredictable and stimulated and excited and more open-minded and finding people attractive that maybe other times you don't find attractive and you're finding them attractive because you got stimulated by the things that they're saying or the topics they're talking about or their way of thinking because that's Uranus. So it's very detached from the actual physical beauty and it's finding beauty within the mind. But then that same day, Venus sextiles Mars, which activates that fire within us to connect in a more intimate and passionate way. So Venus right here, relaying the message from the handler of the moon. And then on August 3rd, we have Mercury entering Virgo. And Mercury is the only planet that is considered to be exalted in a sign that it rules. Mercury functions very well in Virgo. It's ready to get things done. This is great for writing. This is great for any commerce of some sort. It's great to organize things. It's also great to start uh cleansing and tidying up certain surroundings like it could be your home it could be a garage it could be your vehicles I, every time mercury is in virgo there's something about that energy that's like let me deep clean my vehicle and i clean my vehicle often but during this transit i usually like like really deep clean the carpets so i get more into the cleansy part of it and mercury rules vehicles so this is actually really great because the communication is going to come in much more clear. So we received this jolt of you need to do these things. This is like destined for you to do. And that's with the Mars, Uranus and North Node conjunction. And then Venus starts relaying the message of the moon that the moon is slowly telling Venus, Venus throughout the week because the moon is moving from Virgo to Sagittarius throughout the week. And then Mercury is now able to relay the message and also calm the mind a little more because now the mind is more practical and centered and it's able to really hone in on the little minute details. So like that, you can be more um, centered and also more selective on the way that you're doing things. And by the end of the week, we have Venus trining Neptune, which is another love aspect. And this is more about feeling like unconditional love. This could also activate feeling a feeling of love for nature or a love of gratitude, a love of the arts, a love of music. This is a great day to either go out dancing with your friends or <laughs> or do some things that are going to bring great joy. This is a time that you want to uh, schedule a date with your partner or maybe go out with your besties to have like you know spa day but very sensual energy to embrace the arts and pat yourself on the back from doing all that deep work throughout the week and that same day we have the sun forming a trine to the moon so this is now another aspect in their cycle and this is a growing trine this is an applying trine because it's a growing gibbous moon a waxing gibbous moon from a sun in leo which is fire to a moon in jupiter which is fire and this is from fixed to mutable this means that it's ready to alchemize new things so it's coming from a very 
solidified, opinionated, and this is what I need to do place to, oh, I see. I see your vision. I see what I need to do. I see how this week made sense. I see what I need to do now. So it really also stimulates the mind, but also fires up the heart. So this is actually um, good to leverage the energy because on that same day, shortly after this, Mars squares Saturn. And this happens at 22 degrees. Again, I did a video completely on this cycle. So I want you to go and listen to that so you can get a perspective on what's happening more on a mundane level. And also, as you're listening to these videos, I know a lot of you are very intuitive. You're going to get insights. And these messages that you're getting as I'm explaining certain things, those are the messages that are meant for you. So whatever you're channeling now as, whoa, I have an idea or this sparked this or that gave me some insight. This is exactly what needed to happen. So like that, you can get an idea or get a grasp on what it is that you needed to do. And of course, you can always get a reading, whether it's from me or anyone else. So that's another way to get more in depth within what's happening to you. But this Mars square Saturn is something I do want to warn on because whenever the last time we had Mars square and Saturn, Mars rules infection and Saturn is also another malefic. So this is two malefic planets that are in a square cycle. There's a square communication within their cycle. And um, when this happens, we can see that the system itself the body is a little bit more weakened remember saturn is all about boundaries saturn rules the skin and rules the bones in our body so it gives us structure and it also has the boundaries the skin is our boundaries it it um houses all our organs within and mars is inflammation and infection so you want to be extremely careful during this time and um, I know that there's new virus, a new virus alert happening. You want to be extra cautious that you are taking the precautions because remember, Venus does trine Neptune and Neptune tends to blur things. So it's going to blur some things. Maybe you go somewhere where you are not, um, you know, in your P's and Q's and then from there you start getting sick. So you contract this new virus or the existing other virus that's going on so just be extremely careful during this time so like that you don't compromise your health especially if you have any planets in the fixed signs around 22 degrees so i'm going to give you a range if you have any planets in the fixed signs between 20 degrees all the way to 24 degrees you want to be extra careful and also if you have if you happen to have the sixth house cusp on any of the fixed signs and that's going to be leo aquarius taurus and scorpio so if your sixth house cusp has leo aquarius taurus and scorpio at between 20 to 24 degrees you also want to be extra careful because either 
the Mars or Saturn are aspecting that cusp or they're conjuncting as an aspect, right? So they're either going to square it or they're going to conjunct it. They're crossing over to your health house. So you want to be extremely careful. Now, um, let me see. So for Leo house cusp of the sixth house, you need to be a Pisces rising. For Taurus sixth house cusp, that's going to be a Sagittarius rising. And for, um, what's the other sign that I said? Aquarius, that's going to be Virgo rising. So if you're Aquarius rising, you're, I'm sorry, Virgo rising, you're Aquarius six, your sixth house is Aquarius. Sorry about that. And then the last one is um, Gemini. So if you are a Gemini rising, your Scorpio your uh, sorry your sixth house is a scorpio cusp so those are the ascendants that need to be extra careful because they're being compromised and if you have planets there as well so this was longer than usual and it's because again this is a big week in 2022 so i wanted to give you guys a lot of information i wanted to empower you i wanted to take you deep but i also wanted to give you the heads up so with that said, thank you, thank you, thank you, and stay curious, evolve, open your mind, and I ask you to implore what's in your stars. If you need a free birth chart, I offer a free birth chart on my website. The link is going to be in the description below. I give you a mini report with the meaning of the houses, the planets, and also some asteroids. So go ahead and do that. And I will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love and light. Bye-bye. Welcome to Astro Talks with Los Angeles-based professional astrologer, Astro Chris, your source for weekly astrology, spiritual talk, and moon magic. Your energetic support is much appreciated, and I thank you for your five-star rating. You are a star. Gracias.